Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, October 14th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Crypto Founders Talk with Somalier and Everstake. Let's take a listen. Uh, cool. I think we can go. So, as I was saying, um, in this particular space, um, we were trying to find a time in the busy Sergei's and Zaki's schedules for a very, very long time. And uh, I'm very happy that, um, you know, we have this opportunity to, you know, have both both crypto legends, you know, in the one space. Um, so we have Sergey um, from Everstake and, you know, Zaki from Samaria. Uh, both companies have a very, let's say, um, unique partnership, but also, you know, independently of that, have a very, you know, interesting um, plans for the future. Um, so I think we have we'll give some some space for uh, both Zaki and Sergey to introduce themselves and to also you know introduce Everstake and Samaria. So maybe Sergey, we can um, start from you. Um, could you tell a little bit about your background and uh, uh, how you launched Everstake and what you guys are doing right now? Hi guys, my name is Sergey. Uh, founder of the CEO of Stake. By my skills in the ground, I'm software engineer. Uh, was a big fan from the decentralized system since like every beginning, and was big fan of the torrent of the Casa and like all the decentralized service which uh, doesn't require a central entity. Even like before like blockchain and Bitcoin was like exists. Then I spent a lot of time uh, in uh, the e-commerce with the payments, like defraud system, banking, and so on. So got the understanding how finance, how banking works. Uh, had that feeling like every time there's something wrong. Like the, the legacy system of the banking was not like designed to have uh, the performance and so on. So then I found the Bitcoin and the concept of the decentralized payment, I totally make the pivot into this industry and still here, still happy and still think that we're on the early stages. About the Everstake, uh, to be honest, it wasn't planned <laughs> to become the company. It was just some uh, my engineering curiosity, uh, how to speed up the blockchain, how to make it more wide accessible. My guess, uh, having the engineering background and finance background, that in order to rate the mass adoption, the blockchain need to be much more faster than the, the Ethereum and Bitcoin. And like having engineering background, I was understanding that like the, the speed of the decentralized network uh, is equal to the speed of the slower participant. So first time I noticed the proof of stake, the fast proof of stake was EOS. I was worried like, bullish about the industry as well jump as a validator the producer in the eos 
And we try just to be the fastest validator to, to make the block, like to sign the blocks as fast as possible, to incentive other people like also to be fast and this way to increase the overall performance of the blockchain. Then we have the Tezos, then we have the Cosmos, and we have the bench of the proof of stake chains, which we onboarding like each time. And currently, Ferris Take is a validator, block producer, baker, guardian, and there are many, many different like uh, like options to call this type of the job. But we infrastructure company which serve more than 60 blockchain and projects around the world. So technically, we are the guys who sign the block, who accept the transaction, who sign the transaction, and keep network healthy. So, yeah, that's a very great intro. Um, so um, whatever stake is, stake is stating about uh, your service on the web, right, um, is that you're staking service platform. Um, so people in this uh, conversation might be of uh, different backgrounds, right? And level of sophistication, let's say, with the DeFi and crypto. Um, so maybe you can uh, give like a short kind of uh, explanation what the staking service platform is and what uh, uh, value does it bring into the crypto space and maybe for the individual um, crypto uh, users. Well, it's, we talk about the broader uh... Our business model and our operations is very similar to mining pool, but mining pool for proof of stake blockchains and the proof of stake projects. This means that a single token holder in proof of stake chain cannot technically mine or support the, the network here yeah? because like his holdings is probably too small. So they need to find some like professional uh, entity who will be handle technical operations, business operation to provide these like mining facilities like 24-7 manner. <clears throat> so if people just join the stake, they select or like elect some validators, some block producers, some guardian, who will be performing the network security in their behalf. So technically they stakes, it means they give a right to produce the block, to sign the block to some other entity. And each signed blocks uh, contain some rewards as a coin base. So it's very similar to the mine. The staking pool is charged some fee to cover this cost. And then like all other rewards from the block production is sending back to, to like our customers, the stakers. So technically, you give us your right to produce the block and we pay you back with the rewards receiving from the network. The business model is quite straightforward. In return, we provide the security and 24 seven operations from the technical point of view. Cool. So like to put it in, in even simpler terms, um, what the mining pools are doing for individual users, you are doing the same for the proof of stake uh, chains. Yeah, it's simplified version, but it's yeah. quite clear what we're yeah. doing. Cool. Um, so, you know, I, I raised this question just to pave some context, you know, to speak later a little bit about, you know, some media and our stake partnership. But now, um, Zeki, maybe you can, you know, introduce yourself and uh, also, you know, um, give an understanding about uh, what Samalia is up to. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Zaki. Uh, I have been uh, working on building blockchains since 2013, uh, have been uh, involved in a number of different blockchain projects, um, helped to build the Cosmos and the Cosmos ecosystem, um, and helped onboard a lot of people into the validator community. Um, and so these are all uh, sort of uh, 
key things that, uh, and so, you know, about uh, a little, you know, almost two years ago, um, you know, with, with the Cosmos white paper being finished, uh, I started working more on, uh, started working with the team on this idea called sommelier. Um, and like one of the unique things about sommelier is that, um, you know, we've had this model of, you know, validators running a relative, you know, on the whole relatively simple services, you know, uh, you have to run this consensus node, provide a signing key, uh, do all of that stuff. But, you know, there wasn't very much, uh, let's say, deep integration between the validator and the application. And one of the things that Sommelier has really pursued um, as and is somewhat unique is that, like, the seller application actually requires um, the validators to actually connect directly to the strategy providers. Um, and so they, we are actually asking more from the validators than, you know, uh, other chains have done. And that enables the sort of uh, combination, the sort of checks and balances. Um, that are so important to the actively managed strategy. So, what does Sommelier actually do? So, Sommelier is a is a is a protocol for running uh, actively managed DeFi strategies. So, you can think about strategies in which there is a trading strategy, and you're actually going to buy and sell assets. Um, a strategy in which you're going to move between DeFi protocols or change what asset you hold in the DeFi protocol. Um, in some ways, it's similar to something like a yearn, but it's actually uh, uh, designed more around the idea of uh, um, uh, urine strategies are passive. Um, they are a smart contract. They have a fixed strategy. They don't respond to the market. Um, sommelier enables decentralized actively managed strategies. Great. Um, so um, maybe we can, you know, um, use this occasion to kind of talk about, you know, um, the partnership between um, sommelier and Everstake. Um, so what exactly um, from the Everstake value props, are we, you know, leveraging in, in the current partnership? Zaki, maybe you can expand um, upon this, or Sergey, you. Yeah, I mean, the vision of this network um, is that we want to play. We want validators to play a really important role in this network. Um, Sommelier has put a lot of thought, time, and energy into thinking about how incentives are aligned in the system. Um, and we are we are very excited about the validators that are joining the network and, uh, you know, really want them to, to support them as uh, proactive actors in the in the network, um, working with strategists, working with seller creators, um, uh, you know, running the infrastructure. Yeah, for, okay. us, mm -hmm. for us, it's quite important to join the good project on the early stages because we need to learn. There is now the university of like validators or like engineers of the validators. And like to be honest, there is no university of the blockchain developers. So the only thing like to, to learn is to participate in the test net, to, to, to play with the code, to play with the stuff, and be sure that we know uh, the network from the side, we know the uh, potential problems, we know how to solve it, we know the requirements. So our strategy in the Everstake is quite simple, like be useful. So it's, we try to be useful. In, with uh, all the partners, each each project each will change for us with all the partners, and we try to provide uh, the twenty four seven operation, like the less latency, uh, the quite transparent and uh, good communication with the team, with the customers, with the, all the participants. So our job is like more in some structure yeah, to make it happen. So, for example, it's similar and Zach created the idea. He, he, he proved that it's working, but the next thing is like doing the hard job 
he's doing on the everyday basis, like 24-7, the next few years. So our goal to set up our operations, to find the best talent to, to support this, to, to pick up the best services like hardware and so on to make it sustainable. So we just try to be useful and try to do the best. This all the idea, great idea in this space remains, works and growing. Great. So another thing that um, may, we discussed with Zaki that we can make this very short plug to give some, let's say, a teaser test run for the community to introduce them that sommelier with the upcoming strategies. We'll be doing not only strategies release, uh, but also the launch of the new uh, crypto asset, actually. So maybe, Zaki, you can give a short run on that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, this is one of the first events we're talking publicly about. Um, so one of these strategists that we've onboarded is a is an entity called ClearGate. Um, and ClearGate has developed uh, these two actively managed strategies. Um, one is a momentum trading strategy for that trades uh, in and out of ETH and Bitcoin. Um, and the other one is a trend following strategy that trades in and out of ETH and Bitcoin. And one of the things that we're doing here is we are making the um, the like the LP token or the the to the asset token of the the token of the of the asset actually available on DEXs um, and it, hopefully eventually other other exchanges as well. Um, but basically, what we wanted, what we what we what we're pushing for, and what we think is, and what we think from you know. The back testing and the analysis that we that the community has been doing on uh, on ClearGate strategies, um, we believe that these assets are actually over the long run better to hold than Bitcoin or ETH um, for most people. Um, and so, what we really want people to do, so we have a, this upcoming token, uh, uh, ETH BTC Mom and ETH BTC Trend. Um, these are going to come out uh, within the next two weeks. Um, there is a governance proposal uh, about these assets on the uh, Sommelier forum right now. Uh, and basically, we really want to encourage people to try these assets out. Um, we think that they are going to be um, sort of a great addition to like what is the universe of possible ways of holding and uh, 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 interacting with crypto. So I just wanted to maybe um, give you opportunity to kind of build on the value prop. Um, you've mentioned that these particular assets that are um, going out on hopefully 27th, right, um, are better than yep. holding, you know, direct exposure to the Bitcoin or ETH. So why is that? Um, so, you know, crypto is a highly volatile, crypto assets are highly volatile. Um, prices move up and down a lot. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, realize that they can they can they can do better by than buying and holding by you know uh, actively trading in the market. But that requires sort of staying at your computer twenty four seven. And uh, what what SOM is enabling is basically the algorithms that uh, ClearGate has developed to actually do that that trading on your behalf. So you're sitting there, you 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 know, go to sleep, you know, you don't have to watch twenty four seven. And these strategies are sort of uh, optimizing returns, optimizing financial outcomes, optimizing your ability to take advantage of future appreciation of the ETH and Bitcoin price without you having to, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, watch your screens day in and day out. So many market experts um, basically are saying, you know, that the growth of crypto, you know, will be strongly developed and, you know, 
on the you know cross-chain interchain communication right and for that bridge you know serves as that you know connecting technology um and this is you know the premise on which uh partially you know sommelier is built so maybe sergey you know with your extensive you know technical background maybe you can introduce our community or at least those people who don't have that particular background like uh, what the bridge is as a technology and what the function of it is yeah sure uh if i'll try to simplify is some type of like intermediate like some type of the escrow but decentralized and without like one bottleneck without one point of tolerance so you can technically transfer your assets to the bridge and bridge is doing some magic to make this happen token appear in other chain so bridge could be like bidirectional one directional it's mean that if you have the proper UI and the proper application, you technically don't see the difference. All this like interaction goes seamlessly. You just send your assets to the some smart contracts. It's like log the, uh, the assets, issue the another some derivative uh, assets in the other chain. But for the customer's point of view, is go try and transparently. The same time, I believe Bridge is one of the the crucial component to bootstrap the interchain liquidity. Because we have many isolated blockchains and uh, they're quite like trapped, like booties trapped inside, uh, inside each other. So, uh, Bridge helps solve this problem. But at the same time, for me, as like engineer and like understanding finance, it's, it's showed them the biggest risk. So, the biggest attack and like the biggest like hacker attention is go to the bridge. So, it's some type of the bank which hold the many of the assets and uh, we're still on the early stages so unfortunately we have like some like hugs you remember uh, the wormhole there are some hugs about like mango ladies so a lot of work to being done and this is exactly what we're trying to focus in we try to reduce the single point of failure on the rpc layer we try to provide like the hub our nose up our infrastructure to handle any type of attacks. Like you can't imagine how many DDoS and different attacks is going to our infrastructure because it's one of the way to like to attack the bridges. So it's quite simple from the user perspective, but very complex and uh, important things to handle on the background. But we as our state doing all of the best like to handle this. Currently, we're also thinking about like some type of the decentralization of the RPC layer. RPC is is a gateway. If breached, uh, like send the instruction, this instruction need to be delivered to, to to the blockchain. And like if, for example, this gateway disappeared, like it could be the, the whole transaction could be broken. And after the case of the Tornado Cash, after the case with the vote the Ukraine, I see the many risks like team risk, technological risk, regulation like risk, and we're trying to build the next generation gateway which allow to avoid this risk and to like make happen transaction even then like a single team or a single data center a single infrastructure will totally disappear and destroy so we're trying to make like unstoppable infrastructure to empower like unstoppable defy and blockchain operations great so um let's say that right now we've covered uh, kind of covered this technical aspect of the bridges right uh, but maybe Zaki, you can um, support Sergey in terms of 
you know, explaining like uh, what could be like the main use cases for the bridges and how those use cases could be driving, you know, the adoption of DeFi, you know, in general. Okay. So, um, Sommelier contains within it a bridge, but it is um, doing stuff that's very different from what traditional bridges are doing. Um, so we're not wrapping your tokens. So when you uh, when you send a token, when you put tokens in a seller, uh, when you put value in a seller, you're not bridging your value anywhere. Um, why, so what are we doing with the bridge? The purpose of the bridge is actually to take advantage of the strengths of um, of what uh, you know the strengths and weaknesses of two different blockchains. So on Ethereum, you have a lot of TBL. You have an extensive, composable DeFi ecosystem. Um, on uh, the Cosmos chain, on the Sommelier chain, um, we have extremely cheap transactions. We have validators. We have slashing conditions. Um, we can coordinate with strategy, strategy providers. We can distribute uh, uh, value to a vast number of stakers. Um, these are the strengths and weaknesses of each chain. Uh, 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 um, 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 the um, the uh, the strategy providers are um, are are the you know strategy providers are able to uh, interact with the chain. We are able to come to consensus on thousands of strategies on the chain um, without having to try and run all of this on Ethereum, which would be prohibitively gas expensive. Um, so this is this is the unique capability. This is like why bridges, I think, are important. Um, you know, we've seen like, okay, like same smart contracts environments uh, just appear everywhere as people try to, you know, provide the same, you know, DeFi in various places at lower costs. Um, but the, um, the, uh, the main thing that is, uh, is, is important about bridges is actually to be able to leverage the strengths of two completely different blockchains uh, and deliver a user experience and an and a application um, that neither blockchain could be could be built with just like one system together. So am I right to kind of summarize <clears throat> that um, in Sommelier's case, the security is basically eliminated by, you know, sending instead of like the wrapped um, uh, tokens, right? Uh, that we're actually sending the instructions for the strategy trading rather than the assets themselves? Absolutely. Okay. So Sergey, um, Zaki basically has touched upon like how bridges exactly work for sommelier, right? And, you know, in sommelier's case, the financial aspect of the market, right? But maybe you can expand, you know, about like main bridges use cases, you know, in finance, in different use cases, as well as in, in, in beyond finance, like, you know, maybe gaming, maybe other, you know, aspects of the, you know, crypto landscape, uh, landscape could be unified via bridges. Yep, sure. So we have like two crucial components to interconnect blockchains with the outside like works is the oracles and the bridges. Sometimes the difference like is already eliminated. So projects like provide the, the information outside the blockchains. And uh, technically is for me as an engineer is just a message bus. Yeah, it's it's another channel of communication with outside work. So and it's quite important because my, my vision of the next uh, few years of the drawing of the blockchain is mean that we'll have some fragmentation of the use cases on the blockchains. For example, if we have uh, Cosmos and its interoperability, I believe many of the gaming or other use cases will deploy its own network. And because they don't need like technically uh, to lean on some 
uh, like Atom or Solana or Near, whatever ecosystem. They need to solve quite specific tasks. And in order to be efficient and in order to be independent, they will be deploying its own networks, in own blockchains. But how we interact with them? So if we'll not find a way to interconnect the communications and the assets between them, like it will be like fragmented, like piece of fragmented blockchains around the world. So it's, it's not what we'll see. So bridges obviously will uh, require. And uh, for last, I like two years, I see that the big problem, message bus to uh, the light of bridges like to wrap and transfer the NFT. So the more and more complex stuff is doing on the bridge side. And uh, yeah, validators require like to, to be on the both part of the bridges. So would you consider bridges, you know, as one of the most concerning aspects of the crypto landscape in terms of the security? So you yourself, you know, mentioned a few in the recent incidents. Um, so maybe you can expand a little bit on, you know, how they can be secured. Um, so that so that you know crypto adoption could could move um, faster. Yeah, like if if trying to simplify, so bridges is just a highways between the cities. So if we don't have the highways, don't have the railways between the city, they will be quite like isolated and could not trade, could not like have this economical interchange between the different group of the people or different communities. So bridges is like. Visual and crucial part here. Uh, security, as I said, like is 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 very like is very sweet like uh, place to attack for the hackers. And unfortunately, we're still on the early early stages. Uh, we see the main like, attacks and like hacks. What unfortunately on the bridge side, but well, we just continue building. We people continue working. They each of the each of the such hacks like they they bring like new knowledge. And uh, what I like here that uh, people learn from the mistakes they implement, uh, they fix the bug, they make it more sustainable uh, from the development point of view, from the software, I mean, the coding, the infrastructure and Oracle guys are also like making the fixes, making more uh, more robust. Uh, the gateways and the RPC become like more and more decentralized. So technically, I believe for the two, three, years we don't will have a single in we will have a bench of the providers who will lean on each other's with the decentralized infrastructure and the most of the attacks which are currently available on the bridges will be just like eliminated will be disappeared so it could take time no but no one can unfortunately guarantee you the 100 percent safe bridge but we're moving we're still alive we are building and uh, I strongly believe for the like few years, uh, no one will ask it, is this bridge secure? We'll develop a, a quite comprehensive framework, like components which could like just grab, download some libraries, build sustainable and secure environment to bridge the assets and bridge the communication between different chains. Just we need a bit more time to execute this. Thank you, Sergey. That was a really thorough uh, explanation. Um, so I, I want to, to challenge you guys for a little bit, right? So um, as I represent, you know, Samelia part of the team, I know how exactly, you know, the bridge, you know, is working in terms of Samelia in our architecture, um, where the main, you know, part is about instruction transfer. Uh, what presents other um, kind of a bridges, you know, across other blockchain protocols 
in working in the same way? Um, would that bring more development, you know, challenges, or this is like technically not possible um, to enforce security in this highly, you know, technical manner, let's say? Zaki? Did you, okay, I didn't entirely understand the question. So my point is that, you know, um, we are highlighting that the way we leverage Gravity Bridge, right, is that it's used for, uh, for um, instructions transfer versus the assets transfer, right? So what limits other yep. bridges, you know, from using the same logic, basically? Okay, let me try to step in here. Maybe uh, for me, the question is... I lost you guys and I just came back. Okay, let, let me try to step in to, to, to explain like my vision here, how the bridges should look like in the like next like years and what the difference with the similar. So uh, let's try to simplify this one more time. So bridges is the highways here. It, it's just the, their roles is to empower trucks, rails, whatever, to transfer some something from point A to point B. In our case, bridges is uh, the software or the gateway which is able to transfer some messages, some instruction from the one blockchain to another blockchain. And technically, from the bridge uh, perspective, they don't care what type of the message they are transferring. Uh, their goal is to transfer just integrity, to, to, to provide the integrity and to guarantee the transferability of this message. Sooner or later, people will learn from the concept of the like sommelier and other concepts, will build the libraries and just on top of the bridges, they will build some like robust, comprehensive like messaging system, which will be quite standard. And if we're able like to make this like standard messaging between different like standardized like blockchain, uh, it will be quite clear. Nobody will ask like why bridges, how it works, why it's complex, what is security. Many things will be handled. So, and I think that we need to learn a lot from like similar bridge, like concept approach. And I hope uh, guys will open source and like put it like into some comprehensive library, useful library, and into other projects to use this concept as well. Exactly. Do we think of open sourcing that? <laughs> um, challenge, challenge for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that this idea is okay. So you know, the the first things that I would say is, in the long run, all blockchains are going to be interoperable. Um, and so we should always we should we should be building towards that future. Um, and I think that the, the, the that this uh, uh, that the the pattern of you know the same application on every blockchain is going to give way to either uh, to applications that are natively multi-chain um, in the same way that Similia is. Okay, so let's say that we're one of the first. Um, you know, movers into this particular leverage, you know, of the bridge concept, right? In terms, yeah, of, I know... mean, yeah, it's it's been difficult actually being a first mover for Sommelier. Um, you know, if if you know, I don't think that in the future most application developers will want to build their own bridge instance. Um, you know, the way we had to, but you know, as the bridge ecosystem matures, I don't think the next you know sets of applications will be able to use like an existing bridge provider. Like Axelar or um, or Hyperlane or any of these other bridge providers that are coming along that are building that are designing their bridges more around these kinds of use cases, so that there will you know this I think you know an infrastructure you know if for Sommelier, we wanted to we ended because we wanted to show off the application we built all the infrastructure ourselves 
But there's a layer of infrastructure that's coming that will make all of the next generation of application builders a lot easier. So you yeah, did we lose the host? I'm oh, sorry, I was just speaking on mute. <laughs> it happens. So I was just saying to Zeki that you know you talked about you know the maturing state of the bridges ecosystem. So do you think that in the future uh, there will be like a one dominant bridge for each particular protocol connecting that to all the others? Or what would be the motivations to, you know, develop your own bridge? Um, I think we all hope that we're eventually going to move to a world of um, sort of, you know, of interoperability without any trust assumptions, additional trust assumptions, that there are going to be bridging protocols that can be sort of permissionlessly deployed between chains. Um, and that there isn't, there doesn't need to be like one bridge protocol to rule them all, but there has to be just like a system and a language of bridges that can, that can be built. Yeah, I can add here that, that building the bridge is, is not the is, is quite a complex task. Like you, you, you need to take responsibility of maintaining security. You need to onboard the participant, the, validate, the validator, and like build this structure. So it's quite a complex task. So I fully agree, Zaki, that it should be much more easy. And we have the some component and we have some like basic infrastructure. And many of the application will just use this like approach at these libraries and will go far away from the centralized bridge will, will be the single point of the holding assets and the single point of attack as i said you just give us some more time to community to find this way to to find the best practice all right so this turned out to be a bridge focused conversation <laughs> i really like that as we haven't that many of those you know in the recent times so um we have uh, you know, quite a few people joining us live, so I think we can give you know, a few minutes for the community to raise your questions. So if anyone has any questions to give for Zaki or Sergey to use this opportunity, um, feel free. Counting to five. Okay, we're done. Um, so Zaki, um, I'll give some time. Okay, I see C5 requested. Okay, um, go ahead. Hey. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, I'm not sure if you said anything while I was connecting. But um, anyway, uh, could you guys give a brief overview, kind of like what does sommelier do and why might I want to, like, what, what would I use it for exactly? What kind of user would want to be on it? So sommelier is a platform for making, so like for running, uh, for essentially being a system for, let's see, what's the best way to explain this? So like we say actively manage DeFi strategies, or you think portfolio management, or think, you know, on the extreme side, a decentralized hedge fund. Um, basically, you want to hold assets that are using the power, like what, all of the services that are available in DeFi, DEXs, lending protocols, all of this stuff. But you don't want to do it yourself. You don't want to manage your positions yourself. Um, and Sommelier is a system by which you can outsource um, in a uh, sort of high integrity, decentralized manner, um, the management of these positions. Now, is this done via uh, algorithmic or is it done by like people that are actively um, pushing buttons somewhere? It, uh, both possibilities are, are enabled by the sommelier system. Okay, and then I guess my last question on this is, uh, so within the system, um, do you have like, you have built-in tax efficiency, meaning, so let's say I uh, in, in invest some money 
let's say it's a thousand dollars and a bunch of transactions happen in between sort of like an ETF might have, or, uh, like a hedge fund would have, um, do I, uh, how many transactions are written on, on the blockchain on my behalf? Meaning is it every single transaction and buy and sell that happens? Or is it like I put in a thousand dollars now it's worth $2,000. Um, I get a capital what gain I would of 1000 that's it, right? Yeah, what, I can't really speak to the tax analysis. I'm not qualified to do so. But from uh, what is actually happening on the blockchain side, you are holding an asset. Um, you are holding an asset that, is, uh, that, is re- that can be redeemed for some amount of value. Um, but you are just holding that asset and the system is trading um, the, on, on the, you know, uh, the system's trading outcomes generate the, the the future redemption value of that asset. Okay, perfect. So that, in other words, yes, it's tax efficient. You have like one object, you're buying it, and then you're selling it. All the transactions in between are happening in the background. That's perfect. Thank you. Other questions? Okay. I also so, just want to say I'm a huge yeah. fan of Sepi, and uh, 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 he is a great member of the Cosmos community and. Uh, a great voice in the deep cosmos DeFi ecosystem. So I'm just like really actually uh, quite grateful for his presence here. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the uh, comment. So I'll make this a shameful plug uh, saying that um, we're targeting to launch um, Mars strategies, uh, particularly Bitcoin ETH momentum strategy and Bitcoin ETH um, portfolio um, um, trend strategy on October 27th. If if gods are fortunate for us, and these will be the first strategies where community will be able to interact in both ways, either by directly depositing into the strategy seller or by buying strategy representing strategy tokens. So this will be a very, very, very exciting experiment to see whether um, we can drive much more adoption, you know, via tokens themselves well, uh, compared to uh, smart um, contract interactions. So, um, Sergey, do you have any uh, upcoming uh, developments on your end that you think would be um, exciting for our group today? Well, we have a lot of things to do, but like, unfortunately, it's not so visible for the wider community because like our, our job in the, in, in the background, one thing that really triggered me for the like latest few months is obviously war in Ukraine, and uh, that's another cash issue. So after it happened, I just raised for myself like additional risk, like the risk of the team and the risk of the jurisdiction. What I learned that we should not trust a single company, we should not trust a single team, we should not trust a single jurisdiction. Like everything can happen. No one believes it could, but like it really could happen. So our main focus right now is to make, as I said, like fault tolerance, disaster resistance, and disaster recovery solution in order to empower all the projects and all the partners which leverage our infrastructure. So we call it like extra node. We try to build the cluster of the RPC of the gateways in one single decentralized cluster. Try to reduce the using of the DNS of the domain, uh, try to redistribute like the participant of this network around different jurisdiction, around different team, and try to make battle tested with uh, 
with all the partners, all the bridges, all the protocols, which use us as infrastructure provider. It will take time, but our focus is to make something which will exist for the like next maybe like 50 years, even if ever stake or some country or any other central entity completely disappeared. So it's our main vision. And like it's our it's our belief, it's something that we need to build in this ecosystem. So I think that this is a very great <clears throat> topic to end our conversation today. So having quite a few uh, members from the team from Europe, we can totally rally around your cost, um, you know, which was triggered by, you know, the this unfortunate, uh, uh, um, you know, invasion into Ukraine. Um, so maybe you can make any kind of a plug to direct our, you know, community members to where they can make uh, donations or so. If you have any, you know, particular um, uh, destinations on your mind at the moment um, to either support particular Ukraine organizations and, you know, et cetera. Yep, I will be very thankful for any type of the support. You can go to my Twitter account. There is a link to the donate the, the digital .ua. We have gathered, uh, we built the uh, project which called Aid for Ukraine is totally crypto project. We partnership with uh, major blockchains, which we work in the validator. Uh, we set up the like more than a dozen different like wallets and the different tokens, so we can donate like any tokens on any blockchain which comfortable. All funds are managed by our government. There is a signer from the Ministry of the Digital Transformation from the state and few like known crypto guy from the Ukraine and uh, all funds are currently like managing and, and reporting quite transparent by the government official. And you should understand that like those donations what was governed by the first few days of the invention, it was handled with something like mills, was really useful. While governments was not able to move fast and to provide the support like crypto community, small guys, small hamsters, big whales was acting like fucking fast. It, it was, it takes like few days like to, to make it happen. And I believe we need to learn from the, this use case and we need to like believe ourselves more. We as a community has much more power, we are much more flexible, we are much more smarter and efficient than the whole like governments. We can like challenge quite big and global impacts. Don't estimate the power of community. Don't underestimate the power of, of the crypto. We're really strong guys if we try to, to unite together. Before this case, I was uh, like probably 99% believe that I'm doing the proper things in the proper time. Now I'm 1000% like believe that we're in the proper time. We're doing the wrong things and we will challenge and change the, the world. Is is no doubt for me. Just we need some more time. And thank you guys for everyone who was supporting us, who is like taking care about Ukraine. Every sense, every dollar of the nation matters for, for my motherland. Thank you. Yeah, I think that the whole, um, you know, Somalia team can only, you know, echo what you said right now. I think that, you know, the whole situation is basically, uh, you know, uh, mir mirroring the ethos of, you know, the blockchain in general, you know, of standing up. You know. Um, great. So, I'm very, very happy and, oh, Yodos has something to say. Yodos, if you would uh, request your speaking um, slot, I can give you some speaking time. 
You're still up for a mic? Okay. So um, I think we can conclude this. Um, I'll speak on the behalf of the whole Somalia team. I'm very, very happy that this discussion happened, that, you know, we were able to speak about both, you know, the, um, you know, unique proposition of Somalia, whatever Stick was doing, how the bridges are developing, what Somalia has in the pipeline, um, whatever Stick has in the pipeline, and, you know, about the importance of the current conflict. Um, so thank you all. Um, we have a lot of things in the pipeline, follow our news. New strategies are dropping October 27th, and we'll have much more strategies uh, lined up in the pipeline. And we hope to deliver a lot, a lot of new stuff every one or two weeks. So follow the news, follow Everstake, follow Samilia, and freedom will prevail. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Zaki. Thank you, Sergey. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This was lovely. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Crypto Founders Talk with Somalier and Everstake, recorded on Friday, October 14th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling abominable with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork It's not so much as so little has to do with what everything is But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves the future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terror spaces.